Welcome to Off The Bounce. This is the NBA podcast you did not know you needed in your life. I'm your host, Nissan. That's right. It's Nissan. No more gadget. I think we fired him officially, so that's one less podcast we don't want to hear his voice on. Joined by Vic Nash. It's a new NBA season, baby. And Rax is here as well. What's up, everybody? And we're not done yet. We actually have one more guest. Goes by the name of Cubs. <laughs> what's going on, Cubs? How you doing? What's good? What's I good? heard. I heard. You know, on your way here, you wanted a little bit of a, a little request for an intro. So yes, sir. Le- yes, sir. Le- let me drop a little beat for you then. Okay. Ooh. We like our chips with the dip, like mm. how we like our chips, Dinks. With the dip. We like our chips with the dip, like how we like the chips are. Oh. I like a little bit of dip. How we like the chicks, right? Plain. Kicking it like I'm playing out some FIFA. About that cheddar like that cheese on a pizza. Girl can't lie, she be looking like a keeper. About to check her off like that sign on my sneakers. Nike, and ain't nobody like me. Matter of fact, I think ain't nobody outright me. See, I don't write, I freestyle out the dome. Twice as nice like you thought I had a clone, but I don't. And I'm coming right back. See, I'm rapping. And I told you, ain't nothing sarcastic. Man, you thinking of my city, man, you thinking Jurassic. Kawhi with the basket, they cost the champions, and I'm coming right back. I attack when I rap, and that's a fact. Like Rex when he dancing, that's a fact. See, I'ma spit out my circle. I spit genius lines, and you thought I was Urkel like. Shout out the brothers, Vic Nation, Zaza. You know we ball harder, let's get it started. Hey, say, let's get it started. How we like our chips, boy? Ooh, with the dip. Okay, hold on, hold on. I got the fun fact of the day first, okay? That was not Cubs. That was me. Okay? <laughs> follow Surprise, me on Instagram, guys. everybody. So you're just going to take my fun fact just, of the day? Just, cool. just follow cool. me that's on cool. Instagram, like guys. Like all right, all right, all right. We got a little basketball to talk. We got a little let's basketball to talk. Get so let's, uh, let's get this started, man. Welcome to the 2019-2020 NBA season, everybody. We know everything that's happened in the offseason. We've talked about it. We've, we've, we've lived it. We're, we're, we're two days in. We're two days in. The first Friday night games are, you know, underway. So, you know, let's talk a little hoops. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fun fact. The Raptors are still your 2019 NBA champions. champions. All right. Let's get, let's get it started. You know, we've got a lot of teams that have played their first games, right? You know? So, like, you know, you know, you know let's, 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 let's overreact a little bit. Because, you know, we all play NBA fantasy. We all, we all love the NBA. And we all love hyperbole. So, it's just one game. But are your Clippers your 2019-2020 NBA champion? Rex. Honestly, right now, if we're just looking at the first game, I have to say yes, man. They came out ready. From the jump, they played hard. They played like they had something on their mind. And I'm actually looking forward to them, man. It was not even just the main guys like Kawhi Leonard and and your stars like Lou Williams. It was everybody off the bench. Everyone was having a great effort, and they really impressed me, man. You really think they're your champs for this year? Like, are you locking that in? I'm going to lock it in. Like, you got to tell me someone else who isn't. The one, like, that's cool. Like, Clippers, I, mean, I guess this is the overreaction. It's a it, real it, overreaction. You're just, you might be saying it's an overreaction, but I'll check back with you at the end. Let's see. All right. Let's, uh, let's ask Cubs, you know? Are we, are we, 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 we got an overreaction for you, right? First game of the season, mm-hmm. the Phoenix Suns, you know, won. They won. Who did they even play again? They, they won. 
They won. It doesn't matter who they played. <laughs> they won. They won their first game. So, are you are you saying that the Phoenix Suns are making the playoffs this year? Finally, um, definitely not. I do not see them making the playoffs this year. I'm a big Devin Booker fan, nonetheless. Big Hooper there. But um, in terms of the West, the West is too tough, man. I think the eighth pick for me is going to be the Pelicans. Oh, so, so you got wait, whoa, 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 whoa! You got the Pelicans in the playoffs with an injured Zion. I got the Pelicans in the playoffs. over Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Ricky Rubio. Yeah, right. You, you so you, I you think still the got Lakers them. young core that just got traded is playing out with the chip on their shoulders. You could see a lot change with uh, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram. Didn't see much in Zoe last game, but I feel like the three of them alone can really change some games. And you add Drew in that too. I think they're. I'm gonna, I'm gonna add two fun facts to that. One fun fact: DeAndre Ayton's actually out for about 25 games. Uh, he's suspended. Uh, two, JJ Redick has never missed a playoff series series yeah. ever in his entire career. So, you know, history shows it might repeat itself. And I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if they make the eight seed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I mean, let's let's hold on. Let's hold off the playoff topic right now. We're talking about overreactions after the first what two days, All right? You know what? Fine. Nissan, I got, I got an overreaction for you, my friend. My friend. The Knicks, the lowly Knicks, right? You know what happened with the Knicks? They won their first game. I lied. They lost their first game. But you know what? The Knicks are still the best, the best team in New York. Do you think that? I strongly disagree with that because, no, the Knicks are not going anywhere. I'm sorry. Um, RJ Barrett, you're a Canadian. I get it. Support you. Great. Um, you lost KD. You lost Kyrie. You're not, no free agents is coming there. It's, it's, it's now become it's the Brooklyn Nets show, and we all know that. Kyrie dropping the 50-piece. They have the big right. Big game, big game. Big, like, huge for him, right? Um, it did come in a loss. However, it's a sign of, you know, a, he's really happy playing there. I don't know if anyone noticed, but... He's playing with a new swagger to him, I see. There is. Court, I feel like you know? I see the old-school Kyrie that we always wanted yeah. to see, not the one in Boston where it's like he's trying to be the leader with young guys that want to be the alpha male yeah. or the alpha dog on that team. And it was just like a lot of butting heads. And, mm-hmm. you know, he took shots at the young guys. But I think he's having more fun playing in Brooklyn. And one more thing, their court is clean. Yeah, for sure. And I know Rax always says this, you know, you... You feel good when you look good. And yeah, yeah. Man, those jerseys look real 100%. dope. Real dope. All right, all right. Since since you know, since we since we we've gotten overreactions and a little bit of hyperbole out of the way, right? The first set of games, a lot of players had their opening games, right? We had we had obviously as as Nissan mentioned the fifty piece by Kyrie. We had Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Fleet dropping thirty in their opening game. We um. had. Ooh, we had Kawhi snapping like, you know, he, he didn't miss a step against the Lakers. We had Anthony Davis's debut. <laughs> we had so many debuts on new teams. We had Kemba. Which player were you most impressed with in their first game? Rax. For me, my the player I would say that I was most impressed with. Oh, all, right, all, right, all right. How about... Team player, team like player? you know, okay, which cool. which opening um, day performance were you? For most me, it's with? just going to be Pascal on the simple fact that there was a lot riding on his shoulders. There was a lot of expectations coming into the season, 
And he just came in there with like a next level swagger drop, 34 points. Was it 18 rebounds as well? Like, no, he didn't, he didn't want to get the points, man. He just wanted to go with the rebounds. He's helping everyone's fantasy, bro. But the sick thing about Pascal is when sometimes when you have that spotlight on you, right, some people might cave, they might fail, fail under the pressure. He stepped up, man, and he played with the swagger that I've never seen before, and I was super proud of him, man. That was a crazy game. That, 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 that was, you, you know what? We, we sat here thinking, you know, uh, the Pelicans are kind of, you know, uh, having a lead against the Raptors reigning champs, ring night. You know, if there's any game you're, you're allowed to lose, like, yeah, you know, we just got our rings. But, yo, Pascal and Van Fleet looked dope. I mean, I think for me, very impressive opening game was 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 Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Was Kawhi. Like Kawhi was just um we were talking in our group chat and we we're just like, yo, just Kawhi look like he's like kinda like Kawhi's just kinda playing a little weird and then, you know, seven straight buckets in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Man just got to his spots like his own will. Kenny the Jessamit, um said it best. He made LeBron look not athletic. Mm-hmm. And the sick thing about that, just to jump off, is that was not just a regular first game of the season, man. That was that felt like a playoff game. Just the intensity in the arena. You got two different squads in LA going at it. So much pressure. Kawhi Leonard just snapped. I was super impressed about that, man. Might as well um, add on our past Raptor, Danny Green, as well. I think he had a sick first debut game with the Lakers. I feel like a lot of players had a good debut week from Trey Young, Laurie Markinen, but uh, Danny Green for the pedigree he has, I think he shot like 10 for 14 against them. It's a defensive crazy team and he was their real, real spark. Seeing our Raptors from Pascal, Freddie, Kawhi, now Danny Green, I, we, everyone's playing with that championship pedigree, so it's good to see. The two of you guys are really impressed with Kawhi as if like, this is not a surprise. He's done this for us in the playoffs. It's not a surprise for him Nothing to new. be, you know, playing defense, you know, scoring the bucket and kind of making look making this game look easy to him. It is. It really is. He's finding his spots. He's a smart player. Um if I was to add like I think one of the my surprises was probably Fred. Um that was something I didn't see coming. Him dropping 30 plus points alongside Pascal. Pascal, we knew he was going to get the touches. Rico we Hines, he, man. We Rico knew Hines. he was going to, you know, he was going to be the number one scorer. For us, he was our number one option. He's going to be like the all-star for the team, replacing Kawhi. But we, I don't think any of us here at this table expected Fred to kind of drop that 30-plus. Mm-hmm. We probably expected maybe like a 15, close to 20, you know, get a couple assists. But 30-plus, at the end of the game, I was surprised. That, that, that was, you know, you know I, I, we were talking a lot about the Raptors. We got to shout out some of the other great performances. We had Donovan Mitchell. Right, he dropped thirty and twelve. Laurie Markkinen dropped like thirty something and seventeen. Yo, first he game. had a great oh, first game. Andre Drummond, thirty two points, twenty three oh, wow. rebounds. Big fantasy right? numbers. Huge performance to open. Honestly, though, I feel like if Kyrie hit that game winner, I think that's the best debut game in history. Oh, hundred percent. Oh, too. you guys weren't happy with LeBron. It was all right. It was good. It was all right. But I mean. One thing about the Kyrie, let me ask you guys this. It's a little bit of a slightly off topic. Do you think that last shot he took, where it was like a street ball move, yeah, yeah, he where he like he look, he said he slipped. Do you think that was like in his bag of tricks, like where he wanted to like he wanted to do that fall, that street move, and hit that shot? Because look, 
if you look at that replay, that shot looked clean. Like, yeah, it was sure. a good look. For sure. The thing about Kyrie is, like, if anyone's going to make a shot it's like him. that, it's going to be Kai, right? Like, exactly. and the way he did it, I was impressed with him just gathering the ball. That just threw me off. When the ball just, when he, his butt planted on the floor and he bounced and he got right back up, picked it up. And you can see, what is it, Okogi or like trying to reach for it too. And he's a good defender, man. Like, oh, I would, he's a crazy player. I can't even say anything. Yeah, him and Steph are my top two ball handlers in the league for sure. Speaking of which, we, you know, since you brought up Steph Curry, that leads us into our next topic, right? Um, after the game, after the Warriors opening game in their new, newly minted Chase Center arena in the heart of the Bay Area, you know, no longer in Oakland at the Oracle. Um, their opening night was against the Clippers who are looking like a juggernaut and they got blown out. Um, after which Patrick Beverly had a few choice words, right? For the Warriors faithful. He was like, you know, y'all don't, y'all, y'all, y'all don't got Katie. Y'all can't cheat anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, Patrick Beverly has been, you know, yapping a little. Lou Williams has been yapping a little. Now, you know, we've been starting to hear this, this narrative that, the Clippers did to the Warriors what the Warriors have been doing to everybody to else. everybody else. So, like, is that even fair to say that the Clippers, two games into the season, are the new Warriors? Uh, I wouldn't call them the super team just because Paul George isn't even in the lineup yet. And you got a bunch of fundamental guys around Kawhi to do what he's been doing. Just like we gave him that t- same, type of, same type of player pieces. Uh, but on the flip side, they are looking... Like, they're playing like they are the juggernaut. That's their mindset. Patrick Beverly is playing like he's already a champion. Lou William has that confidence. Like, we have the finals MVP. We have Paul George coming. And I think them beating Lakers without Paul George was definitely a statement game for the league. Like, we don't need our whole package to win. And I feel like that's a huge statement for them. And playoffs is definitely going to be fun to watch. I think it's amazing because they're so good defensively. They have so many two-way players. And they just clamp, man. And mm-hmm. that was the funny part. Like, I was hoping to see, like, a breakdown. Everyone was in their spots. They're very well prepared, right? And I think that's the most impressive thing. Yeah, they don't have the multiple quadruple all-stars, but they have guys that play sound defense and take pride in it. And I think that's all you need to win a championship. You got to keep in mind, Doc Rivers has, is, is, you know, an elite coach as well. He's a championship type of coach. And I agree with that part. The, the defensive end, you know, they're... They're sound on defense, but where their gap, if I was to pinpoint a gap, would probably be probably be the rebounding. Um, I think they're a little undersized there. Like they have Zubac, who's decent, you know, runs runs the rim, but not really a good rim protector. You have Montrezl Harrell, really great, can switch on defense, but again, not the best rebounder either. Um, but I mean, in a game, in a, in a league now where the game's more so like it's a small ball league, they switch. They switch on everything, which is insane. And again, I think at the end of the day, I mean, the Raptors showed it. Defense wins championships. By the looks of it, I'm not saying they're a lock for, you know, the finals or, you know, again, pending they can stay healthy, right? Mm-hmm. But these guys are a dangerous team and Kwai's a bad man. And like, even for me too, I was trying to find their hole as well. And then we thought, oh, because they're a smaller team, they're going to have less rim protection, but they have such active defenders. There was a possession where I remember... Anthony Davis had it in the low block and you had guys just jumping at him. They were not even doubling him. They were just bait like they're going to double him and they had so many traps set in play and they were so active. Their hands are active. So that was one thing that really caught my attention. It's like, do they even really need 
rim protection if they're playing that well. That is a great point because Anthony Davis, what the Lakers did was very interesting to begin the game. You know, it looked like, yo, the Lakers were coming out to, to, to like take this, right? It felt like a Lakers home game versus a Clippers home game. And they gave it to Anthony Davis on the low block. He was cooking Zubac. He was cooking Jermichael Green. But then the moment that they, you know, they took Zubac off and they started, you know, um, kind of baiting him on that, on those double teams. And um, we realized, hey, the the Clippers just have so many weapons on defense. And then, you know, Lou Williams is like your typical heat check player. You know, once he gets hot, it's very hot. Like, and Kawhi is just a snowball. He's like, actually, he's a wrecking ball. Like, once he just got going, like, he was just getting to his spots. But do you think that, one, the Lakers have a chance to kind of win this battle of L.A.? And two, do you think that they should be playing, you know, LeBron more at the point guard? Cubs. Um, I think the battle for LA is too early to tell right now. Like what happens if LeBron is out for a stretch? What happens if Kawhi needs a bit more load management? There's a lot of what ifs in the situation. We haven't even seen Paul George suit up for them as well. Um, with that being said, if it's picking one or the other, I do like how both teams have been built. You know, Lakers have the pieces from Avery Bradley, Danny Green. Like, you can tell LeBron's been doing some GM stuff there, too. But team to team, matchup for matchup, bucket for bucket, I got to go with Kawhi and the Clippers. The thing I would say they are missing is depth in their three-point shooting. Like, Danny Green alone shot more threes than practically their whole team, I would say. I think he shot three that, uh, sorry, seven that game. Kawhi was like one for five. So it puts it into perspective that they do have things to work on. Uh, but I don't know. You guys play off that. What do you guys think? I think the interesting about the Lakers, I think that was a feel-out game from Braun. Like, he kind of came in there anticipating that the Clippers are going to come out. LeBron James. Exactly. And <laughs> the thing about Braun is, like, he has high IQ, and it's one of those things that you could never count him out. In the playoffs, when he was doing the, thing he was doing the things that he was meant to be doing, um, He's actually a beast. And right now, when you looked at it, it, it almost felt like he kept going to AD just to see how effective that could be. And it's going to be interesting to see when Rondo comes back and he's playing off the ball more, what's going to happen. I think watching that first game, I kind of agree with you there. It was more of like a feel-out game, and we know the way LeBron is thinking. It's a long season. He's been to the playoffs minus last season almost every year for mm-hmm. consecutive years and to the finals as well. So he knows how to plan to play the season. But I also think father time is kind of catching up. And there was moments where, you know, you he, know, he did old. have like a couple dunks, got that chase down block, which is kind of what he does. But I think father time is kind of reached to him. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be his decline year. And I know there's a lot of mm-hmm. doubters out there that are saying they're either agreeing or disagreeing because, again, you can't doubt him out. He is the king still. Um, but back to the question where, you know, the Battle of LA and, and all this jazz. Whether the Lakers win the all other, what, three more games that they have remaining, or if they lose, doesn't matter. L.A. is going to be a Lakers town. I don't care. Well, it doesn't matter what the battle ends up being. If it's 0-4 for the Lakers, and or you know, even if they split it, L.A. is still going to love the Lakers. There's no one that's going to turn into a Clippers fan. And I, I'm going to lock that in right now because I'm not going to turn into a Clippers fan. I got a question for you guys, though. Um... Do you think Paul George is actually going to help them when he comes back into the lineup? Or do you think that a lot of how they're playing right now is going to get screwed up 
I think adjustments are going to be made for sure. But when you got two of the best two-way guys in lead, Kawhi and Paul George, even when we play, we say defense wins championships, and that is the truth. And even though Paul George is not in that system right now, him being an L.A. boy, Kawhi being an L.A. boy, Clippers not winning a championship, I think so many factors are going to align that he's going to probably hoop his best season this year. That's my call. And that No, that's a, that's a good point because he played alongside Russell Westbrook and he was, I think, number two in you know points per game last season, right? Behind James Harden, which was like an eight point. Not only that, but the team they're playing with are a lot of blue-collar guys that don't care how many minutes they play, what kind of point totals they have at the end of the game. They don't care. Like, Lou Williams is can easily start for almost every team mm-hmm. in the league, and he's coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Montrezl Harrell can start for many teams, and he's coming off the bench. These guys are, again, blue-collar guys. They grind it out. They don't care. I don't think they care dropping, you know, 15, 20 points. They will, they will gladly give Paul George and Kawhi all the touches they need. And I think at the end of the day, Kawhi doesn't care about you know, regular season stuff. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, for him, it's he said it best. He's like, I don't care about MVPs. I want to win rings. Mm-hmm. I think the one reason why it might be problematic and why I'm feeling that way is because there was moments in the Raptors championship run where we kept deferring to Kawhi. We're like, okay, he's our guy. We need to go to him. There's nothing working. What if that might occur again in the playoffs where they just keep deferring to Kawhi and they keep deferring to Paul George and they're not going, right? Does that affect everyone else's rhythm, right? And I think that's one of the questions for me. Like, I'm not totally sold. I still think they're going to win just because I, they have too much talent and they have a bunch of guys that play defense. But a part of me feels like if there's ever going to be a downfall, it's going to be because of the fact that there's two guys that play the same position and they're both ball dominant and they're both high volume scorers. So like, would they get cold? We don't know, right? Like, I mean, Golden State in their run, they had a few games where like, you know, Steph was cold, Clay was cold and KD was cold. Um, and they still went and they still had, you know, back-to-back championships. but. You know, ultimately, Kawhi could have an off night and he's still going to get four bounces and that ball's going to go in the net. So, moving on, you know, you know we, we've, had, we've had our Laker talk. We've had our talk about everything else. Um, let's, let's, let's talk about, you know, the rest of the, let's talk about the, rest of the league. We've got, our, we've got a lot of teams that, you know, we, like all of us think are underrated and a lot of us think are overrated. So, guys, give me your most overrated team, the team that you think everybody's just like ho-hum, getting so high and hype about, but really they're not that good or they're not, you know, they're not going to perform as well as everyone thinks they are. Nissan. Damn, this is actually, this is actually a tough pick, but um, I kind of want to go with uh, I th- I kind of want to go with the Pelicans. I know they I know I said earlier on that they're gonna they're gonna make it to the playoffs, but I think it's not gonna be easy for them. They're gonna be fighting for that last spot. It's gonna be fun to watch Zion, Zoe, Ingram, but I think we got to keep in mind these guys are young players and they want to prove something to the league and obviously to themselves as well. And even Zion too, he's gonna want to prove something being you know that superstar type of he has that superstar light on him right now right um but i think they're gonna be a little overrated with the whole uh you know zoe half court alley oops yeah i might get one or two but i mean i think i th- I see them making the playoffs fighting for it but i still call them a little a little overrated i don't think they need that many national televised games this season it's gonna be fun to watch but 
It's, it's not going to be that great. Um. Okay, for my pick, I think I'm going to choose potentially the 76ers, man. Like, the, thing, the interesting about the 76ers hold is... Hold up, hold up. You think they are overrated? I think they are overrated. As one of the favorites to come out of the East, you think they're overrated? Absolutely. All right. Um, and the reason why I feel that way is because they lost Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler is an absolute dog, right? Like, he gets it done on both ends of the court. They added Al Horford. Yeah, that's great and all. But they added also Richardson, who's also a good 3 and D player. But a part of me just still feels like they don't have that it. And I remember Paul Pierce used to refer to that. There's something that you need to have that X factor. And, like, who are they going to go to? Embiid? Okay, I get it. But he looked faded in the playoffs last year. Ben Simmons still hasn't proven that he could shoot. You got Tobias Harris, who's kind of inconsistent here and there. Richardson is still young. And Horford is good, but he was breaking shots last game. So I know it's not, I can't be using that as a small sample size, but I don't, I'm not completely sold on the 76ers. Honestly, I think Philly got worse from last year. You guys really think they got worse? I think they're actually a much. JJ Raddick and Jimmy Butler, losing them, I don't see like scores that they replace. I don't think that Josh Richardson's going to take a Jimmy Butler clutch role. Um, and JJ Reddick, you guys already saw how he was shooting against us. So, in my opinion, I do think they got worse. So, you know what? That's my I'll go with Rocks as well. I think they are overrated. I feel like them just losing to us in a game seven and Kawhi out the league, people are going to think they're going to take it over. But they still got like a, a good three other teams they got to compete with Boston, us, and Milwaukee. So, I definitely don't see them at the top. You man. You guys, I mean, I get it. J.J. Reddick, great three-point shooter. You're missing out. Um, Jimmy Butler, all-star, yeah, you lost him. But they picked up players that will, again, they don't have to be the lead scorer on the team. You have Joel Embiid, who's coming back. He looks a little bit more in shape. And you have Ben Simmons, who supposedly has a three-point shot, but hasn't even shot a three-point yet. Um, I don't think you, we don't have to be worried about them on the offensive end. I think they're going to... It's going to be more on the defensive end. You have Richardson, like you mentioned, who has freakishly long arms. Um, I don't know if everyone noticed that. You have Ben Simmons, who can pretty much guard from you know one to four if you really wanted to. Uh, and then you have your your bigs in Al Horford and Joel Embiid, right? That's they are can they can easily be a top five you know defensive team. And I even think Joel Embiid, hint hint, is a little. Um, early prediction. He could be in the running for like defensive player of the year if they can stay top five. This can be a really scary defensive team. And I think scoring for them will just come off the defensive transitions or offensive transition, sorry. Look, the 76ers have to play super scrappy, that super like, you know, dog fight, grind out, you know, that very physical game because they simply just lack shooting. They lack a lot of floor spacing. And yes, you know, losing J.J. Redick is hard because, you know, that's an ultimate floor spacer. And losing a little bit of Jimmy Butler is hard because, you know, he's a huge floor spacer too. But, you know, I still think their size and the fact that they are so, you know, large is just, you know, amazing for them. And I think, you know, that's really going to help them against, you know, a, a lot of the smaller teams like, you know, your Bostons and, you know, even the Lakers. Like if they do go to the go to the finals and the Lakers go to the finals and even the Clippers there. I think for me, the funny thing is it's like if OG was playing in our playoff series against the 76ers, do you guys really think that would have went to seven? I honestly felt like it would have been done in five. 
right? And the only thing that was keeping the 76 in it was the fact that they had so much size, their offensive rebounds, they were playing so scrappy, right? And that's playing with J.J. Redick and Jimmy Butler. Now what do they do? They took out Jimmy Butler, no more J.J. Redick. They can't just survive off the boards if people are going to key in on that in the playoffs, right? So I, I don't see them being as good as they were last year. You know, that's, that's, actually, that's actually, you know, I, I like that. I like that. I, that's a good point. All right. Now, we got a few rapid-fire questions. The first answer that comes to your head, you got to answer with that. All right? Okay. Early season MVP pick. Steph Cubs. Curry. Ooh, Steph Curry. Okay, okay. Rex. Giannis. I'm going to go with Anthony Davis. All right, all right. I'm going to have to go with Anthony Davis as well because Ooh. I think the Lakers are going to figure it out. All right, next question for you, Rax. Sixth man of the year. Lou Williams, man. This guy's torching already. Cubs. I'm going to go with Lou uh, back to back to back, I believe now. That will be four in a row. And, yeah, uh, yeah I'm going to say uh, sweet Lou. All right, you guys are very interesting. I'm going to go with, you know, Montrezl Harrell because I feel like he's going to be that super energy glue guy that kind of comes off the bench, really sparks, and really just is a pest on defense and on the boards for other teams. All right, our next award, Defensive Player of the Year. Who's our early pick for Defensive Player of the Year? We got, we got some, you know, potentially all-time great defensive teams here. We got, you know, the Clippers. We got the Sixers. Who do you have getting Defensive Player of the Year? Nissan. I said it before. I'm going to say it again. It's going to be Joel Embiid this year. Okay, okay. Joel Embiid. Rex. I'm going to go AD. Cubs? I'm going to go AD as well. Okay. Why AD? Because he's a freak. Have you seen him? Oh, my God. Honestly, I think it's just the confidence he's coming in with with LeBron, knowing that they, they themselves have to be two-way guys as well. AD's coming on a chip saying, like, I've been on a team for so long that I wanted to leave. I'm here now with one of the best players in the league. Let me do my part on the defensive end. He can definitely average, like, four blocks a game, five blocks if he wanted to. And I think we're, it's one game in. We're not going to see five blocks the first game. So I think I'm going to go with AD. All right, all right. You know who my pick is? Who? I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna see a repeat, a threepeat of the of the of the most of the most cryingest of all crying babies in the league, Rudy Gobert. <laughs> right? He's gonna cry his way to another Defensive Player of the Year. Have you seen the game where Zion was going at <laughs> Rudy Gobert? <laughs> oh my God! Zion made him look non-existent. I don't see that happening, bro. All right, all right. Last but not least, Coach of the Year. Who do you think is going to coach themselves into this coach of the year conversation? I think it's going to be Doc. He's going to have the most, cha- like most wins this season. He has a bunch of talent that he's going to have to navigate through and put them in the position to win. So I'm going to say Doc Rivers. Okay, so you're saying Doc Rivers is going to repeat as coach of the year. Yes, sir. Okay, Cubs, who do you got? With everyone healthy, and if Clips do have the best record in the league come, come June, I'm going to go with Doc as well. You know what? I'm going to pick Lloyd Pierce. Yes, I had to Google this one. You, do you guys even know who, who, who the coach or who the coach is for? Uh, sorry, who this coach is? Or which? Tell us. Tell us. The Atlanta Hawks? Yeah, it was the Atlanta Hawks. I seen you looking at my screen. The reason why, let me give you a quick answer on this one. No way that's happening. Listen, they're in the East. Great team. Trey Young, second year. Going to be really great. John Collins. They have a solid team. Solid young team. The East is weak. We know that. All they got to do is maybe get an extra, what, 15 they can't to 20 see me, wins? but I'm shaking my head. I know. You look very <laughs> disappointed. You're, uh, I know you're disappointed. But listen, hear me out here. They can, they can eke into the playoffs or at least have a good fighting chance for that eight seed there. And I'm talking about a lot of eight seed teams, I know. But 
they make it into the playoffs compared to what they did last year, that's at least twenty plus wins. Why can't that be? Rocks okay, can't hold, even on. Why hold on, hold on. I'm stressed, guys, guys, guys. Rocks is laughing behind. Listen, you don't have to be the number one seed to win Coach of the Year. But I don't think you no, should also I, get it for being but, the seventh but, or eighth seed. Then yeah. Dwayne Casey's the Coach of the Year forever. But yo. listen, do you not remember the year Sam Mitchell won Coach of the Year? When did that happen? After coming off a year where he, they, but he, I think that was a drought of the team not even been exactly in the playoffs. They weren't in the playoffs. They won twenty more games. They made the playoffs, and he got Coach of the Year. Why can't the Atlanta Hawks get? Or why can't Lloyd Pierce win that? You know what? I th- honestly thought we were going to get through the first episode of the new year without, you know, a wild <laughs> hot take from somebody. <laughs> but lo and behold, we're here. Atlanta Hawks. Guys. Atlanta Hawks, guys. You know, Lloyd Pierce winning coach of the year, according to DSAT. Let's actually get to the actual final pick. You know, I was wrong. Rookie of the year. You know, Zion out for six to eight weeks. The rookie of the year. Um, award is kind of wide open. There's a ton of rookies that we can we can choose from. Who do you all got? Rice? I'm gonna go with Kobe White, man. He's been balling out and he's been dropping bear points. He really surprised me. I didn't anticipate him. Sorry, anticipate him being this good. I was thinking I wanted to go with Tyler Hero just based off his preseason games, but Kobe White right now for me. Tyler Hero's a gunslinger, but Kobe White's an interesting pick because you know he might be good. Nissan, who do you got for rookie of the year? I'm going to go with the number two pick, John Morant. He's going to get all the touches in Memphis. He's going to look great. Who knows? Maybe they might pretend like they're going to make the playoffs. They're not making the playoffs. Definitely not. Jo- no. John Morant I, is, is going to be my rookie of the year just because I think, I think Zion's going to be a little too injured this season. I got to go with my fellow Canadian, RJ Barrett. Okay. I feel like playing on the Knicks, playing at the Mecca, getting the touches he's going to get. He's definitely going to shut a lot of people up. He's got the size as well. I'm gonna go with RJ Barrett. I, I think I, th- I think I think my pick is the same as Rack's pick, Kobe White, because you know you got those teams that you know if they, if they, like m- most of the time the rookie of the year comes on the highest impact that they make, you know. So I feel like the Bulls are a very sneaky, you know, might you know would battle for a playoff spot, you know, like a low seed playoff mm-hmm. spot in the East kind of team. You know, they're exciting. So if they do make the playoffs or if they fight for that playoff spot, I think Kobe White is. Is it's it's his to lose, and with that, you know, thank you all, folks. You know, we 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 got we got a lot of exciting games to talk about. We got way more episodes. You know, thank you so much, um, racks and Cubs. Thanks for, for having us. For for subscribe to my social media if you want to hear more music, pubbing. racks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, Nissan. All right, thanks all for this listening. You know, off the bounce, we're on every platform: Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, riskyfox.com as well if you want to check it out there and with that let me give you guys a little outro i know i know cubs hit us with the intro i'm gonna give you guys a little outro that i put together for you all right you guys ready you guys ready? also if you guys want to get whooped in 2k you can always add us up as well this so is very true a little 2k plug swing right there. that swing that plug in as well. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.